Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. Today's guest is Pam Miller, the trailblazing former mayor of Lexington, Kentucky. I spoke to Pam Miller by phone on March 26, 2020, from Lexington, Massachusetts, where she lives now with her husband, Ralph. Welcome, Pam Miller. Hello, Cynthia. How are you? (laughs) Well, I'm great, and I'm very happy that you're joining me on my podcast. And first, Pam, your record of achievement is quite remarkable. (laughs) Um, You have been, of course, the mayor of Lexington, Kentucky, where you started the now famous farmer's market, among multiple other political, civic, and professional accomplishments and achievements that go on at length on your Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, you uh, play the piano, you're married to a former Olympic alpine skier, three fabulous kids, and a brood of beautiful and prosperous grandkids. And so I guess my first question, Pam, is what do you believe is the secret to your success in life? Well, I think uh, as I get older, I realize that it was my parents. (laughs) I just... I just think that they enabled me to do whatever I wanted to do. They let me travel by myself, you know, starting at 10 years old to go to Boston for the dentist. <laughs> and they uh, they let me go to Nigeria on the experiment in international living. They said, go for it. So they gave me not just words, but actions, which uh, show that they had total confidence in me. And I could just do whatever I wanted to do for the community in the world. Your public service is really um, astounding. I mean, you were on the Urban Council, first woman to serve on the Urban Council, the vice mayor, the mayor of Lexington, and gave so much to the arts districts to to the point that they've now named um, the Lexington Arts Center after you. And where does this commitment to public service and engagement come from? Well, it's interesting to me. It's just, it's so important uh, to make our country better. And that's never changed with me. I had that when I was young and I had a wonderful history teacher in high school, which uh, uh, kind of pushed me forward in that direction. And uh, she argued with me every day in class. It was great. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just um, also, again, followed my parents some. My mother Uh, founded a a Planned Parenthood organization in New Hampshire and Vermont. And, uh, you know, I watched what my parents did, and it seemed fascinating and exciting and important to me. Now, your generation is now sort of experimenting with living in um, kind of what I think of as these intellectual communes (laughs) where where (laughs) you are now in Massachusetts. You could be in Maine where you have deep roots and a family cottage on the coast. In fact, that's where I I met you because my dear friend married your son on Hancock Point. I guess I'm wondering during this pandemic, um, are you happy to be where you are or would you rather be on a remote you know, cottage off the coast of Maine? Well, I'm happy to be where I am. I'm a big believer in the six-foot distancing, you know, social distancing, 
and in staying put, not going to see out to see people, not having visitors. I'm in a senior citizen facility, a continuing care retirement place, and it's very strict, and I think that's the only way we're all going to survive. I mean, I'm in the generation that's vulnerable, um, over 80, and, you know, I, I'm happy to be here. I would love to be in Maine, but then I'd have to go shopping all the time and get out of my, uh, you know, my safe zone, so... I'm happy the way the way I am right now. Good. <laughs> now, to the generations following in your footsteps, steps climbing the ladder that you helped build, what do you believe we should be doing to kind of keep the ball rolling? What are your expectations of the generations following you? You you mean uh, in general in public life? Yes. Or? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think they need to stay involved and read the paper or listen to it or uh, really be aware of what's going on in our country. I mean, it's hard right now because uh, we're all stuck in our own little iPhones and computers and um, newspapers aren't doing what they once did. You know, newspapers have fired half their, half their newsrooms, their staff, over the whole country. So it's not so easy to get the the correct information anymore. Opinion equals information now, and that's just not a good thing. So I think people need to stay informed and involved, and hopefully they'll get um, involved in their community with groups that are fighting for better lives for everyone. And um, if they don't have the time to do that, at least be involved, at least vote, at least watch what's going on, because our country is really in a precarious situation right now for women in particular is there say women in their 40s and 50s like my generation is there anything you know now that you wish you knew then when you were in your 40s and 50s no not really except that women can do a lot more than they think they can do and that's still the same you know women for example have trouble asking for money they need to practice, not just if they're running for not just if they're running for office, but if they're you know if they want to do something for gun control, they they need to go out and ask people for money and exercise the power they have. Women don't realize the power that they have because men have told them they don't have it for so long. <laughs> but but uh, you know I think that women need confidence and they need practice speaking and they need. Uh, the conviction that they can really make things happen because they can. Now, what are you doing now to stay engaged? Well, here at this uh, uh, facility where we am, where we are, I am with my husband. Um, it's um, let's see, there are about three hundred and seventy-five older people here. And they're very sharp, most of them. I mean, there are 90-year-olds here who are, have much better memory than I do. And uh, uh, we have a group called the Grandmothers for a Better Future. And it was started when Obama was president to help him with his reelection bid. But now it includes um, volunteers in 30 states, maybe 35 states. Wow. We, have a, we actually have a group in Maine. Uh, there are some people at Piper Shores that are involved in it. What's the purpose of the group? 
the purpose of the group is to uh, carry on postcard campaigns for candidates that we desperately want to win. Uh, usually they're not necessarily all women candidates or um, all the same, but they're people that uh, we really want to see take over the Senate. Like give the, us- Senate is, the Senate is in bad trouble because of Mitch McConnell. He won't bring anything to the floor. He won't bring legislative solutions to the floor of the Senate for a vote. And so I'm one of those, and our grandmothers are very big on this, uh, to flip the Senate. And uh, that, that involves um, beating about four Republican senators and replacing them with, uh, in this case, with Democrats who are more willing to tackle the issues. I want to hear specifically about some of the candidates that you're supporting. But before that, I need to know, because Mitch McConnell is from Kentucky, and that's where you spent you know, the bulk of your professional and political career. Did you have a personal relationship with Mitch McConnell? I, guess, I would say no. No? I would say no, but uh, I was a city councilwoman at the time that he was the county judge in Louisville. And at that point, he was not the evil monster <laughs> that um, you know people think he is now. He's uh, He was a decent county judge. He was much more middle of the road in those days. For example, he worked a lot with the unions and... Um, Somebody actually told me he was even pro-choice then. Well, and what... so he's he's metamorphosed into something, you know, that is, is just a Trump agent, and um, you know, it's not it, it's not healthy for the country and the Senate. So, do you believe that the Mitch McConnell that we know through the filter of the media is now the real Mitch McConnell? I guess that's what I was wondering: is if if perhaps you know we who don't know him might be just not getting the right message. So he's changed in your view? Yes, I I don't think the real Mitch McConnell is easy to decipher. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think he's a straight opportunist. And, you know, when the Republican Party was different, he was different. And now when it began to get much more extreme, he, he said, oh, I, you know, he must have said to himself, uh, I need to get in front of this, and so he did. And uh, uh, I don't. I I think he could theoretically go back to a different place, but you know he's uh, he has sold his soul to um, you know the people who uh, are the extreme members of the Republican right. What for? Or can you give me an example of um, a few of the candidates that the grandmother's group is working to support in the upcoming 2020 election to help overturn the Senate? Sure, sure. We haven't completely decided on all of these because the primaries are still going on, but we, we're tending to support um, one of the two women candidates who are running against Susan Collins. Yes. Now, either Sarah... Um, Gideon... Um, Gideon, thanks, sure. or or Betsy, um, Betsy Sweet, yeah. I mean, we don't know as much about her, but we've heard she's very good. We will support whichever candidate emerges on the Democratic side there because we're very disappointed in Susan Collins. 
<laughs> what is it that you're disappointed in, in in particular? Is it just generally that she's a Republican and the Republicans are holding back what you believe to be a good agenda, or is there some specific thing she's done? Well, I think that she has has acted as though she were a moderate Republican, which we would could support. But she's not moderate. She comes out and goes for all the Trump legislation, for all the McConnell uh, things like um, voting for attorneys, very right-wing attorneys, to go on the uh, Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court. Kavanaugh is one of them. Uh, then she voted for the tax cut for the rich, which does not do much for poor people and middle-income people who live in Maine. And uh, she just has not been been a truly moderate uh, voter. She's if, been very right-wing, I think. If people want to get engaged in this group, um, how would they do that? There's a website, which is www, and then the, the title is all one word, Grandmothers for a Brighter Future.com. <laughs> well, that, I'll be sure to check that out. Um, now, <laughs> and it shows some of the old ladies around here, you know, writing postcards. We, when uh, we were recently trying to help um, Andy Bashir get elected to the governor's house, the governor's mansion in um, Kentucky, we sent um, about 20,000 postcards, the grandmothers did. And you were successful. To, to rural Kentucky, yes. And uh, we were successful along with a lot of other people, but... But, you know, he, Andy only won by 5,000 votes, so we can't help feeling that we had a little influence. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's neat. Pam, what keeps you up at night? What do you worry about when you wake up in the middle of the night? Well, that's a good question. Um, I worry about what the virus is doing to our country and doing to uh, thousands of people in, in, uh, you know, New York, everywhere. It's it's awful. And it's going to hurt the country economically for, I don't know, many years to come. And I don't think we've got leadership in Washington to order ventilators for hospitals and, you know, do the things that, that the doctors, Dr. Fauci, tells us to do. I mean, it's we're just not fighting it in the right way, not the smart way. Well, Pam Miller, my last question is, what good things do you see in the world? Oh, well, lots of wonderful young people. Wonderful young people who've got lots of ideas and lots of energy. And, uh, um, you know, they're they're excited. I mean, they're not getting into this jaundiced view about things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm teaching my granddaughter, my 10-year-old granddaughter, French, over the phone. And that is so much fun. I mean, she is so alive and so eager. And uh, That's awesome. Just, yeah. Just très bon. Being, très bon. <laughs> Merci. She, she's just a lot of fun, and she enjoys it, and I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I think the continuation of uh, the planet really depends on them. Wow. Well, Pam Miller, um, merci beaucoup. Thank you. Pas de quoi. <laughs> Take care. All right.